When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to The Psychologists Are In. I am Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Ombudson. This week, well, we were very hopeful, as negotiations seemed to be going on, that maybe we were going to get somewhere and we could uh, go back to our regularly scheduled programming, but not so much. We will stay in our pivot programming until there's a fair deal on the table. So please enjoy. This is a fun episode. Tim and I are interviewing each other. So this week he is interviewing me. Next week I will be interviewing him and learning things that uh, we shockingly just don't know about each other, which is crazy because we know so much. Anyway, please enjoy. Hi, Maggie. How are you, Tim? You look great, Tim. Thanks, Maggie. You I wore your, your favorite. Um, my favorite. My pineapple sternbush. Using pineapple sternbush podcast swag because I know you love it. I love you like, it so You like much. little Stormbush teas? I do. I always love the little, little flare. Like, <laughs> what is that? What is that green? Oh, it's like the green flary Stormbush. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Tim, what are you going to do for Halloween? I don't know yet. I haven't, have you figured yours out yet? I have not, if anything. But I'm so limited with the beard, so I don't know what I'm going to do now. I feel like you are going to do something. I feel yeah, like you're going to do something, right? I mean, I'll pull something out out of out of the hat. Yeah, we're actually debating yeah. whether we're going to do our, our big Halloween party this year because both kids are going to be gone. And like, this party started when the girls were in elementary school, and it started with I think with Lily's kindergarten class. So all the mm-hmm. kids are coming now. All those kids are off to college, but then a lot of the parents will still come. So we might. We're, I'm not sure if we're going to pull something out or not. Oh, okay. Wait, the ghost is up, right? Uh, no, the ghost isn't up because the tree. We have to take the tree down. Oh, that's right. Wait, can the ghost be somewhere? Yeah, we we got to figure out where to put it. Big, we'll figure the, something the, out. The ghost must be up. I don't know where. Yeah, I don't know how. store a ghost, even if it's just hung off the eaves, it's going to go no. up. Come on, this is the this is the neighbor. You owe it to the neighborhood. To I absolutely do. You do. My friend mm-hmm. Kenny will send me angry texts like, "What are you doing? It's it's October. Why isn't the ghost up? It can't exactly. be Halloween until the ghost is up." I cannot believe you just said no. The ghost is not up, and I understand. I understand that the tree is down, but I feel like Tim. You got to get the ghost up for us. We got to figure out something to do. Yeah, for the last several Halloween's, we're like, this is the last year for the ghost because that tree's not going to make it. All right. And that just means the tree, that just means the ghost's got to go somewhere else, you know? Not well, everything can change at once. True. Anyway. Hi, Dan. Hi, Maggie. I look just okay today. It's not my best day. Uh, look at, my, look at this right. little fuzzy guy, isn't he? I love, I love the little, little fuzzy pink. Um, the little pink guy. They didn't have it. It reminds blue. me of. Um, of the boom covers that Carmen and Lava would, would carry on. Oh, yeah. On that super about. fluffy. That's right. Oh, that thing we can't talk about. But yes, they had the super fluffy. This one's even better. Those ones were great. This one is particularly fantastic. And of course, it's Pepto drink, everybody. Pepto drink. Pepto drink. And so I wanted to represent a little. I've talked about this before in my cool uh, English rock star poster in the back. Yes. Which I think someone on, on one of the Instagrams was like, stop teasing us. So I'm going to send Devin a picture of what that actually is to then post oh. on. And it's actually, so that was me as a cool British rock star. 
right next to um, an amazing photograph by my friend Ben Morris of an actual British rock star, my buddy Frank Turner. So oh, I'll take, I love I'll that. take, I'll picture both of those. Love it. It's, it's, yeah, it's my little uh, Frank wall. I love it. And you have a man cave you're putting together, correct? I'm putting my, I'm putting my man shed together. Yes, I love this. I love this for you. This is going to be great. Ideally, I'm trying to get, I'm going to hopefully make that in my little podcast studio once everything's cleared out of it. I cannot wait to see it. That's the aspiration. So we were feeling a teeny bit hopeful just for a moment that maybe, maybe as talks were resuming, that we were potentially getting somewhere um, with the strike, um, only to uh, hear that we did not get anywhere. So we, for now, will be continuing our pivot programming on <laughs> The Psychologists Are In. I got to get that trademarked. Yes. Hey, Our podcast. Oh, wait, hang on. The psychologists are in. The Psycho Watch podcast. There it is. There it is. There it is. That's the only time you'll probably hear the name, right? Exactly. So instead, we have a fun little two-parter coming your way where uh, Tim and I are going to interview each other. I think I'm in the hot seat first. We feel like we know each other so well, and yet... We managed to almost every podcast, like surprise the other one with some new information we didn't know about the other one. So like we came up with this idea. I have some good ones for next week. I hope I can really dump you. But things I was like, I don't know this about Tim. So I was so intrigued by the last two weeks of the um, AMA I that I wanted that I was like, wait, I want to do my own um, AM, AMA. Ask Maggie anything. Actually, it's an AMA. WR, ask Maggie anything within reason. Within reason. I do know you so well, and a lot I know a lot of the answers to um basic questions, and there's some deep dive, deeper dive stuff right. things I wanted to get into. Oh dear. Because after um no, they're they're pretty basic, but after um you know because I did a little math the other day and came up with the fact that we've known each other now, we've been dear friends for 17 years. Yeah. And in that, again, there's still things I was like, well, I don't know the answer to that one. Should we dive in? Well, if you want to ask me a question, or actually, no, I'm going to start with the questions because I'm the questioner. You're the questioner this week. Maggie Lawson. Yes. Margaret Cassidy Lawson, my partner in crime, my dear friend. Are you ready to help me learn more about you and help me podcast the shit out of this? (laughs) This is the first time I'm actually going to say. I don't know. <laughs> I'm definitely ready to help you podcast the shit out of it. I know yeah. you would be. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna scare you with any of these questions. You, can, I wouldn't do that to you. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Let's go. LFG. Your ficus like triangular is looking lovely. I know. Look, she's like. She's like. I have like a like. She's, she's already a blooming. Crown. Oh, I love her. I love her so much. My ficus triangular. The other one. The other one's not doing as well. They're on the same feeding schedule. The rooms are not that different, except, yeah, anyway. So my other little baby might be a little sick. Oh. I know. I'm a fixer. All right. Let's let's dive in. Let's dive uh, in. Okay. Let's go. So when I get my hopeful man cave office podcast mm-hmm. studio set up, I might need mm-hmm. to take you, have you take me to the Sunset Nursery and Oh, find, find a little love. And Aubrey will help you. She's amazing. And um, Sunset Nursery is so lovely. And she's the best. So even if they don't have what you want and you see a picture of something, you should order it for you. They're the best. We'll go. We should go. It's such a happy place. It's beautiful. So many okay, things. Okay, I'm, I'm going in. 
Okay, go. Let's go. I'm nervous. So, um, what was? <laughs> Just so everyone knows, I was not sent these questions beforehand. So. What was the very first time you ever? That's all I'm going with. Careful. Careful. That's it on that one. Um, Drank? Oh, there's so whiskey? many different ways I could go there. Oh, okay. I was trying to finish it. Okay, so no, realist. That was I was messing around. So, um, real question is, what was the very first spark of inspiration that made you say, "I want to become a performer"? Like, I'm trying to figure out how this little girl doing dinner theater in Louisville, Kentucky, made her way out to Hollywood. Like, what was that thing? Was it a um a movie? Was it a play? A it's actually crazy. Well, I did my first play when I was eight. I made twenty five dollars. I earned my first paycheck when I was eight, <laughs> being a Munchkin in The Wizard of Oz. At, uh, the local amphitheater in in Louisville, Kentucky. Yep, that was my first. But my first thing was like I was in dance class. I was like, you know, I like to sing. I just like to kind of be on stage. So I auditioned for this play and I got it. And I was a, I was the youngest person in the cast. And I did another play at nine. And then at ten, I did I played Annie at the Derby Dinner Playhouse, which is actually just across the river. Derby in Dinner Indiana. Play. I can remember the Playhouse. Derby yeah, Dinner Playhouse. A, that was sort of where I I would say I grew up. That's where like I was like mentored. That's where I kind of fell in love with uh, performing. And they used to do these things called like showcases where. You could, in cities, they're a little weird. Some are legit, some not. Like, they're expensive. And then they bring, like, casting directors and they would bring agents. I don't even know if they do them anymore. But they, one came through Louisville when I was, like, 12, 11 or 12. Oh, and I was doing these, like, local TV commercials. You knew that, right? Like, I yes. was a TV host. Right. So that started also when I was 10. So I got Annie and that. And those two things were, like, like I just... Then it became like I was just doing plays kind of on the regular at that point. And I got very lucky to have this little job of doing these commercials that gave me a little bit of a paycheck. So, so then, I, yeah. As you got older. Yeah. What was the thing that, what was the thing that, that flipped the switch for you to saying, I want to go to Hollywood one day and become a, an actress? Oh, it was weird. It's a crazy, that's the story. I went and did one of these showcases when I was 12. There was an agent there from William Morris who gave my mom his card and said, if you ever come to Los Angeles with Maggie, call me. And my mom saved the card. I was 12. I was literally, it was such a, one of those moments of like, hey, if, you have, if a child ever comes to Los Angeles, give me a call. Like it was that kind of a thing where I was like, well, okay. But my mom saved the card. And that's not how he spoke, by the way. This is a very nice human being. And when at like every year, my mom would kind of like, like we would talk about it as like, oh, should I, should we follow through on that? There was no way to go to New York or go to LA. And anyway, to make a very long story short, my brother came home one day when I was like 14 or 15 from a haircut. And there was a People magazine in the waiting area. And in the People magazine, it said, casting call, we're looking for an Alicia Silverstone lookalike to star in the new Clueless series. And somehow we all thought this was the thing that like, I, I gotta get to LA. I gotta get to LA so I can audition for this thing. So, that's sort of a, a, um, an obvious, um, I was, again, I was gonna say no brainer, but that's a phrase I don't use anymore as being a man with a brain injury. But of course, of course, like that would be, um, you would be dumb to not go, well, this makes sense. Cause look at me and look at her. And um, 
What a great reason to pick it up. Hollywood. I know, but like, who do we call? What do we do? So I had this director I had worked with for a little while on plays in Louisville, but he had an apartment in LA. He did a lot of work. Like he was in a couple of movies and he was, and and my mom one day brought this up to him because we were so naive. We were just like, well, who do we call? If they're fucking releases, so we're so like, like, what do we do? It's not even something we should do. And my mom was like, you know, I have this card of this guy from three years ago. Um, and anyway, to make, uh, I'm making this, a, this is a very long story. It's actually a funny story, but his name's John Huffman. He was an incredible director and actor. He was like, go stay in my apartment. If a, if a, if a, an agent from William Morris gave you his card, you should follow through. And I was like, I mean, we were like, that was three years ago. Who knows if he'll even remember. I grab that card. I pick up the phone. It's been three years. I was 12. Now I'm 15. I call William Morris agency. I ask for Jeff, Witches. I believe he's still there. He's like one of the uh, one of the partners now. He had like Tom Cruise and a bunch of people for a while. And I was like, "Hi, uh, this is Maggie Lawson from Louisville, Kentucky." That's not right. <laughs> but I was like, "I met you when I was twelve, and now I'm fifteen. And you gave my mom your card, and you said if we could ever get to LA to call you, we are thinking of coming. Would you take a meeting?" And he said yes. Crisp fall mornings, cozy nights by the fire pit, and a warm cup of cocoa in hand. Is there anything better? Well, there is when that cocoa is from Beam, the makers of the most delicious health-focused hot cocoa you've ever tasted. Introducing Beam Dream. You know we've been raving about Beam's Dream Powder, their healthy hot cocoa for sleep. And today, our listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder, their best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Now available in delicious flavors, and we all know you are all fans of delicious flavor, like sea salt caramel, cinnamon cocoa, and chocolate peanut butter. Better sleep has never tasted better. It's so good. It is so good. Dream contains a powerful all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, melatonin, and nano-CBD to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. A recent clinical study revealed Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed and 93% reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. Just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk, stir or froth, and enjoy before bedtime. Beam is a functional wellness brand that makes products for all-day wellness and better sleep. So there are way more products you can benefit from in addition to the best-selling dream powder. This stuff is incredible. I have tried it and I have to tell you, it was such a peaceful night's sleep. And when I woke up, I did not have that weird, like, I took too much sleep aid hangover feel. (laughs) It was like I woke up and I felt great. So I, I really do love this stuff and it's really good. It's so delicious. It's the perfect way to treat yourself at night. And get this, it comes in so many different flavors. And since it's fall, you know, I'm all over that pumpkin spice flavor, the apple cider donut one. It's just scrumptious. So find out why Forbes and the New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes and business professionals. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash pineapple and use code pineapple at checkout. That's shopbeam, B-E-A-M dot com slash pineapple and use code pineapple for 40% off. This podcast is sponsored by Laundry Sauce. Tired of dealing with those messy, bulky detergent jugs and endless measuring cups? Well, I've got just the solution for you. Laundry Sauce, the future of laundry cleaning. It's time to break free from the traditional detergent routine. Come on. Laundry Sauce is a game changer in the world of laundry. It's a compact, mess-free, and easy-to-use laundry cleaning solution that is perfect for the modern, on-the-go lifestyle. With Laundry Sauce, there is no more fumbling with spills, overpouring, 
Squeeze the perfect amount directly into your laundry machine and that's it. You are good to go. Laundry Sauce created the world's best smelling laundry detergent in simple to use, high performance pods that get the job done. From Australian sandalwood to Egyptian rose to cyber pine, your laundry will smell better than ever before. Plus, they stripped away all the unnecessary ingredients and artificial dyes and maximized hardworking, science-backed stain fighters and enzymes to ensure your favorite clothes come out looking brand new. Laundry Sauce was started back in 2021 by a team who were bored by the mundane sense in the detergent aisle, so they decided to make a product that was conscious, relevant, and innovative. So what is the secret sauce behind Laundry Sauce? Well, they partnered with one of the top fragrance houses in the world, the same team behind many of your favorite designer scents. With Laundry Sauce, every load of laundry becomes a touch of luxury, right in your laundry room. I'm telling you, it does. And it's not just the pods. Laundry Sauce makes Scent boosters, dryer sheets, dryer balls, and fabric softeners too. Plus, if you aren't happy, send back laundry sauce for a full refund, no questions asked. For a full refund, no questions asked. I went from dreading doing laundry to legitimately being excited to do laundry because I knew my clothes would come out smelling amazing. Kind of crazy to say, but it's true. You all, it's really true. Where my like washer and dryer are, kind of close to the front of my place. And I'm telling you, sometimes I'll just want to do a little load because it makes my whole place smell so good. It's the scents are insane. Like they're insane. So remember when you smell your best, look your best and feel your best, you're ready to take on the rest. So head to laundrysauce.com slash pineapple and use promo code pineapple at checkout for 15% off. That is the best offer you are going to find, but you must use our code pineapple for 15% off. One last time, that's laundrysauce.com slash pineapple, promo code pineapple for 15% off. In my head, the other side of that story is him sitting in an office, chomping <laughs> on a cigar and saying, Smoking a cigar, yes. Saying, you know what, young lady? You're on. Because you know yeah. what? You've got gumption. He kind of, he literally said, he's like, if I gave you my card, I will stand by my word. And so I had a little money I'd made. We took, we just pulled the money together. I had a spring break. We went out, met him. He was like, yeah, you're too green. Come back to me in a few years, but get, get some work. But then he made a phone call. Another person made a phone call. I met a casting director. She introduced me to my an agent. That, that agent was my agent for 10 years. But the thing that actually moved me to Los Angeles was that I got very lucky. I got like this little holding deal with Warner Brothers where like they don't really do this anymore, where they give you a little bit of money. They holding kind of hold deals. you. Those were always the magic. You would I would always hear of like holding deals. So, you hear so-and-so? Yeah. He Get got a holding, a holding deal at Universal. Yeah. I don't know how I, I read for one show for them. I didn't get it, but my agent being, she was my, she was magical. She could just make shit happen. She wanted us to stay. Hang she on, wanted us to move. So are you telling me William Morris was your first agency? No. Okay. He said, you're too green. Okay. He took the meeting though. And he even made like a phone call on our behalf. He was the, re- you know, that phone call was kind of the reason we got here. Oh, and then this casting director was good friends with John who, who said, go to LA if you can. And he called her. I went, she was casting director for days of our lives. Her name was Fran Bascom. And for as long as I live, she's, she was an angel that got us to LA because she was the one who I read for her. And then she said, go meet this agent. She's wonderful. And she's great with kids. And I met her and that's how I got a holding deal. And Ro Diamond was my agent for 10 years. She's an incredible woman. And she got me a holding deal that was uh, more, it was more than both of my parents made combined. And it was 30 grand. So that gives you an idea of like just where we were financially. But so they gave us this little deal and then they put me in a pilot. 
And they told us the pilot was sold on the air. It was a Miller Boyette show. It was sold on the air. And so we had 13 episodes, shot the pilot, went home, packed up, moved back to LA, got here. And they said they changed their minds and they canceled the show before we even started filming. Oh my God. Now that is a Boulevard of Broken Dreams part of a Hollywood story. That is an E-True. That is my E-True Hollywood story. Anyway, there's so many details in there. I left that. But Jeff Witches is the reason I came to L.A. And uh, and it's all because in 1992, he gave me his card at a showcase and then honored his word. So, Jeff, thank you. Anyway. You have totally uh, missed the question. Maybe I didn't ask the question properly. What? But what was that thing that said, made you go, I want to go do this? I kind of always knew this was something I was going to do. And LA was an opportunity, not only for me, but like for my whole family to maybe have a better opportunity. We were, I think in the space we were all in, my, my, my younger brother was in high school. I was still in high school. Well, I finished my last year, my senior year of correspondence. Um, and we all, I think, saw it as maybe um, an opportunity for a better life. I don't know. Um, and so, it's, and it's I loved acting. What yeah. I really want to know from you <laughs> is why, like, was there a performance or was there a movie or a play that you saw that just made, made your head explode and go, holy shit, oh I, need to, I need to be an actress? When I went to, uh, well, yeah, anytime I saw like a plays in in Louisville or anytime I, like, I would say the first thing, which is a really weird magic of believing kind of thing, but the earliest memory I have is an absolute obsession with The Wizard of Oz. I wanted to play, I wanted to be in it. I wanted to play Dorothy. I would lose myself in it. I knew every single song. I, every, like, I, I, I I didn't know this about you. Oh my God. I'd come home from school. Five, six, seven. I mean, these are my earliest memories. We had this like, like a console TV. Oh my God, I'm gonna get so made fun of for all of this. But uh, uh, and I, my, my brother and I would get in these weird, like, um, we'd get in obsessions. And mine was The Wizard of Oz, and his was E.T. Wait, so, Chris or Nick? Nick, because Nick and I were like twins, so we did everything together. So like, you know, if I got to the TV, but I must have seen The Wizard of Oz. Like what, so it's not, it's a weird thing when you think about like manifestation and all those things. Like, and of course the first play I did was a munchkin in the Wizard of Oz. That is the first thing. You're saying there's something weird about manifestation? You know, there's nothing weird about this. But I didn't know I was, what I was doing. I didn't know that that's what I was sort of like, but if I had to say there was like a, I would say that. And then probably um, when I saw Cats, um, because I danced too. So I was like a dancer, a singer and a, you know, so like Broadway wise. And then Triple I think threat, like, ladies and gentlemen, no, <laughs> I mean, that's an, that's a really easy one for me to answer. It would be the wizard of Oz. As I got older, I would say, you know, I sort of had this like, like, I don't know. I, I don't even know what it, what, who, who it would have been probably like a Diane Keaton or like a Meg Ryan or like those kind of, performances that i was seeing that i really wanted to um anyway but that that does not surprise i can see that was it a wizard of oz was my uh was my absolute obsession so (laughs) this makes me so happy 17 years later and i had no idea of your deep love for the wizard of oz 
Uh-huh. It was, it was rich. It was so rich. It's wild. I'm still, you know, I, I still am obsessed with it. They run, AMC runs a, a marathon of it once a year. And it, when it's on, I can't move. It's like, I still hear it. And then I, I'm like, <laughs> okay, enough. But that's it. Wizard of Oz, Dorothy. Okay. I was um, in the Lullaby League. I was the little munchkin in the Lullaby League. I was the middle one. How funny that you would eventually end up on a show, which we're not talking about, where that person who you worked the most with on that show, I think the most with, um, was often referred to as Scarecrow. Oh my God, totally. A hundred percent. It's weird. It's very interesting. It's so funny. I was just home that my my mom gave me a an old like pen to, an old pin that my grandmother had that was the ruby slippers. Um I just hadn't seen it in a long time. But uh, Tim, I I it's not lost on me. There I feel like if you and I really well, we'll find out when I do the ask Tim anything. If we really talk about it, we're gonna find a lot of those where we're gonna be like, coincidence? No, believing. Believing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love we're doing this. I know. Have you fun. have you been to the Academy Museum and uh, seen the not. slippers? I have not. I cannot believe I have not, but I have not been there yet. Nope. I will go. Let's go. I would love to. I think it's it's incredible, right? I've I've only been there once, and I missed. Okay. See, I'm talking about the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sounds um, Museum Museum in in yeah. down by the LA Tar Pits, and it's it's beautiful. It's fairly but new. We, too. But we missed the. Um, we went, I think, uh, a few years ago in the winter and missed, but we missed the Ruby Slippers. So I, need, I still need to see the Ruby Slippers with you. Oh, my God. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Oh, God. I even got a dog. I had a, York, a little Yorkie thing. It looked like <laughs> Toto that my, they gave to me in like a little basket like Dorothy. It was. It was oh, it was, my God. Um, her name was Millie. Millie, my dad. Um, my dad told me he was going out to get um, some old Milwaukee light because we were out of it, and he came back with a puppy in a basket. So we named her M- Millie from Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, hey, guess guess which angel baby just turned a year old last week? Happy birthday, Mabel! So you named her. I love you named her Millie because for old Milwaukee. Yeah, that is old Milwaukee um, light. Yeah. She, I didn't have her very long because um, of a very tragic kind of, um, yeah, she died. She died because my we had a big dog and they were playing and got like, like ended up chasing something. And Don't you make me cry, Maggie Lawson. You have been very yeah. weepy this week. I know. I know. Um, no, I won't say the rest. But so I only had her for a couple of years and I was really, 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 really sad. And then uh, popcorn came into my life. So uh, that's another story. Yeah, popcorn was a, a stray that just like showed up one day. And he was my dog for seven years. I have, um, look, I've got professional notes and everything. I wrote up my questions. Oh my God, I love it. I just spent four hours answering one question. So let me, uh, I'll go through these other ones pretty quickly. <laughs> I got to tell you, mm-hmm. prepping for this episode was much easier than prepping for our OG format. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It took me one night of, of laying, laying down going to sleep going, what do I want to ask Maggie? That yeah, I what do you, and what do you not know about me? You know so That was the toughest me. part. It's like, ah, yeah. that's an easy question, but I already know that one. Yeah. All right. Next um, question. Okay. Now that you have become a bona fide Hollywood success story, 
which <laughs> don't you don't Sorry. you guffaw that or push Thank that you. off. You actually are, okay. Maggie. Thank you. For goodness sakes, you've been on one of the greatest shows in the history of television. Yeah. For 121 episodes. 23, right? Is it 123 or is it only 121? I think it's 121. Oh, okay. Not counting the movies. Um, ah. But um, not to mention all the other the films and television roles you've done. I think it's pretty um, safe to say. I think it's, I'm going to think anyone would fight me with the fact that you are a bona fide Hollywood success story. Thanks, Tim. Most of you have probably heard me sing the praises of pros, and they're truly custom-made to order hair care. Switching to a custom routine from pros was one of the best things I have ever done for my hair. And the results I'm seeing, honestly, they just keep getting better. Pros knows there is more to you than just your hair type. Pros has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is how I got started. I took the pros quiz and they asked me some questions about my zip code, eating habits, damage level, exercise, very specific questions like this, all to create the perfect solution for me by analyzing over 85 personal factors. 85. Pros handpicks clean, sustainably sourced ingredients that get you closer to your hair goals with every wash. My favorite feature is a pros review and refine tool, which lets me tweak formulas for any reason in case I change up my address, my hair color, even my diet. Like you can just go in and change it and they'll customize a whole new thing for you. As a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. If you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take products back, no questions asked. So let me tell you this. Pros has easily made my hair shinier, smoother, softer, and stronger. All those S words. Shinier, smoother, softer, and stronger. With Pros, every day is a good hair day. It's true. Custom made to order hair care from Pros has your name all over it. You all, I have to also add in their packaging. I know you all know I'm a sucker for cute packaging. This is so nice. It looks so nice on the counter. It's all designed specifically for you. It's so good. Anyway, take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash pineapple. That's pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash pineapple for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Here's my question. What have you discovered or what have you found to be the most challenging part of being a woman in this industry? Oh, wow. I'm going to just say this and not genderize it, but I feel for me, and because I can only speak for myself and my own experiences, the tiptoe around, I don't want to say fighting, or standing up for yourself, setting boundaries, and asking for certain protections, uh, setting boundaries around, you know, certain people, relationships, uh, behaviors, and having it be taken seriously and having it be respected. Um, I would say the most challenging part is probably how often you have to do it before it's heard or taken seriously. And I think that I naturally have a kind of um, default setting that is very positive and hopeful and 
pleasing and agreeable and all of those things. So I've found it challenging. Again, I only speak for myself. I have found it challenging at times to be taken seriously as a, uh, a person with boundaries and a person who like in standing up for myself, I have found it sometimes to be a bit tricky for people to take me seriously. I don't know if that's because of my own personality or because I'm a woman or what, but there's like a kind of a, oh, Maggie, Maggie's so, Maggie's sweet, she'll do it. Or Maggie will be okay with this or Maggie. So when I, you know, when you say you're not, or you say, okay, I think it's being taken seriously and also not being labeled difficult. Of course, because, yeah. Somebody in, in any industry, women are going to face that. So, um, right, exactly. But it doesn't so surprise me that, because it's one of the things I do admire about you is how strong you are and you being Aww, a no Tim, bullshit person and advocating, you. advocating for yourself and for others around. Thank you. you. Thank you, Tim. That's very sweet. No, but that's it's true. It, well, it's, it's absolutely true. Did that answer make sense? I feel like it, that's like, it's, it's, that's, that's what I have found. Like it's really hard for anybody. I feel like to be like, Hey, I don't agree with that. Or I'm uncomfortable with that. Or I, can we do this a little differently? Can I have a little more safety or protection or comfort around this or whatever? And I feel like sometimes that is just not ignored, but yeah, just not taken seriously. No, and you don't not being to, dis- Yeah. Not being dismissed. Yeah. yeah. I, think just, I mean, I could see it. It's like being a, a young, beautiful blonde actress. Yeah. You're, you're going to be like, Oh, blood people are like, ah, she's adorable. Whatever. Let her, and just it's like, yeah. And then you ask nicely a couple times and then you're like, okay, now, now I gotta, now I gotta lay it down. And then, you know, it's like, oh, now I'm, now I'm might be difficult or I might be anyway. So I'm, I don't want to like make too big of a meal of that. Cause I feel very, very, very blessed and lucky that I have worked with incredible people, you know, been, been lucky enough to feel, uh, respect, respected and listened to but in some cases that that would probably be the hardest the yeah, hardest I, thing I, i've had to overcome yeah i really just want to know like what were the most difficult waters to navigate in your career yeah uh, which you totally answered yeah yeah and again it does surprise me because because you are such a strong woman and advocating for yourself and saying no that i call bullshit i'm not doing that and uh, <laughs> yeah w- without yeah. the fear of being also yeah. like the juggle of, oh, she's difficult. And that that's the thing. You you like you don't want to have to get to that point. But when you've said it nicely three times and you know it's not been heard, you kind of have to. Yeah, anyway. So that that's the first thing that came to mind. I, I have, you know, some others, but that's that's probably honestly kind of encapsulates the whole the whole feeling. These are good questions, Tim. Thanks. I've asked working hard. You've asked two, and it's been 40 minutes. Again, I'm like, I won't take all day. Okay, we've discussed a theater a lot. Yeah. The pod. Yeah. Now, um, is there, and this is something I really don't know about you, what is your dream stage role? Oh God. Like is My there dream. a um like a Shakespeare or a anything? Well, what's your dream Shakespeare? Because I know you've studied Shakespeare at UCLA for a while. I mean, I go to the con I go to like Beatrice and Benedict. I go to like Much Ado. Uh I go like I get really excited when I talk about that. I would say, oh my God, what is the name of the one? The one, the one. Kevin Klein just did it. Okay, Lear, King Lear as Klein well. Just did King Lear? Not just did. Oh my God. It's probably been 20 years ago. But I mean, like, I think it was probably the last time it was done on Broadway. Didn't he do it? I saw I, him I, do it. I, I would not it be. It was surprised. Kevin Klein in King Lear. I, I feel certain. He just did it, I said. <laughs> just did it a decade ago. <laughs> just did Wait, it which one of us had the stroke? Because you know I can't do time. So um the answer is 
Beatrice and Much Ado? Probably. I mean, I don't know. Those are the funniest to me that like, are those, I think they would be, wait, what's the one I'm, I feel like, uh, God, my, my brain hasn't been in Shakespeare play mode for a while. So it was kind of a, it's a sideball question. So merchant, not Merchant of Venice, not, I'm, I'm like, there's one that's kind of on, um, I mean, not Hamlet. No, I think I'd probably stick to Beatrice and Benedict or Much Ado. Yeah. I accept the you? Oh, I'll the ask you. I'll ask you when we get there. Cause I'm like, I'm, now I want to be like, what's yours? Okay. Any other, uh, okay. Now on from any, beyond Shakespeare, anything? Like oh that? God. You know what I loved? You know, a play I really loved that was really complicated and I just loved it as a betrayal. And I just found a copy of betrayal. I was going, going through my books in my place, cleaning my office. I just found it. It's so funny. Betrayal. I just said that. I like, I, I would, that, um, I'm trying to think of what, I mean, there are obviously like, like if we really wanted to get into something difficult, but I, like, I, that's just like an interesting, complicated complicated i said complicated um i was i was thinking pinter in my head and then i was like a complicated tur um and also when i saw kristen scott thomas thank you um i saw her do it in the west end a long time ago and i was so mesmerized by her i fell in love with the play and, and i was like in, in betrayal oh the oh she so you saw Christmas. I saw her star in it, yeah, in okay. the West End in, in London a long, 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 long time ago, and I loved it. Um, what else would I want to do? Probably some shepherd thing. I don't know, but that's the first thing that comes to mind. I should have a. I should be more ready to. Uh, this, this really, these are. That's a very difficult question to just be popped on you. Ready on, ready on the thing, but it, you know, it's also probably one of the more recent things. I was just so deeply moved. Uh, not moved. It was just more like, oh, I'd love to get into that. I'd love to get into a character like that. Anyway. Yeah, when you see something that makes you go, I need to go back to the stage. Because you are such a wonderful singer, and we've now learned when you were a child, you were also a dancer. What about musical theater? Oh, like, is for there, sure. Is there, is, there a, no, but is there a musical theater role that, like, that's the one I want to do? I'm old school. So I go to, like, well, obviously, like, now, new school, I would probably say, like, The Wicked's and... You know, I've I've not I'm not as down with like the newer plays. Uh, the newer you go old school. I'm old school. I'm nor am I. So I'm also old oh, school. So go ahead. Give me a chorus line any day. Like I, a chorus line to me is such a quintessential like like the actor in us, the performer in us, the audition process. Like in a musical, yeah. Uh, I love. Okay, so I love a chorus line. I'm trying to think, and I'm not you know, this is obviously complicated and I can't do this, but probably my favorite musical is Fiddler on the Roof. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Circle back on that with me next Yeah. Because there's a very psychic connection for us between us for that one. Oh yeah. I think it's one of the most brilliant stage pieces ever. So I say a chorus line because I I could I could play anyone from, you know, music in the mirror to tits and which ass. is why when Fosse was airing that <gasps> Boston, oh my god that you and Chicago? I were so talking about yeah 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 oh any of those but but I think my top top would be Fiddler I was actually double cast as the understudy for Hava when I was about 14 and that's when I really I knew the play but when I really got to know the play and the story it just and I worked with this guy JR who I just saw when I was home in Louisville he was Tevia and I was moved 
he moves every time his performance, he moves me beyond. He's so good. See, this is great. I'm obviously always trying to dig for shows for you and I to do. Yes, of course. Now I got to find my copy of Betrayal that I might have tossed. Yeah, if you still have that, I'd love to read it when you're done. If you read it, because now you can't get you can't get plays at Samuel French anymore because they're all they're all closed. I had to be really brutal with going through my plays and my books this this last week. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's closed. Okay. What is your next creative hill you want to climb? I'd absolutely love to do a play again. Honestly, I think that on a creative side, I really want to direct. I think it's a little weird to say this, or at least I think a lot of people are like, really? But I've done a lot of multicam sitcom. It is a format I still love. It's very fun and nostalgic. And anyway, I would love to dip my toe into directing on that side. And I also think that I I would love to do a play. But I think I would love, I'd love to maybe, it's tricky. I mean, I think I want, I want, I, I just love to work. Like I'm such a worker bee that for me, it's, it's very hard to say like that. I want something more than something else. I just love working, but I would, I would. <laughs> how, and how interesting that the, our last, like the big text thread chain text that you and I had last week was about your work ethic and oh yeah. <laughs> Not in negative ways. Um, no, but me being a little concerned that my friend is, um, as my mommy say, burned the candles at both ends. I just think that it's a new muscle for me. So like I'm doing this podcast, I'm doing the other podcast. I'm trying to sort of build a little bit around that and it's a new world. And so it's a new muscle, which makes me a bit more anxious. It makes me feel like I have to work a lot harder. It makes me feel, it's not our typical, like let's audition. Let's see what happens. Let's get a job. We go shoot something somewhere We or shoot that show or that movie or whatever. It's just a very different thing. And because of that, I feel like I'm new and I'm learning and I don't know what I'm doing. And so I get very stressed about it because it's, I enjoy it, but it is still a new thing. I'm still trying to learn. So I get like overly crazy about like, what if I don't know if I'm doing it right, if I'm doing it wrong, if I'm, and so a lot of, it just takes, yeah. Honestly, that's you in anything. So yeah. And just think on the acting side, it's it's a bit more like in flow because it's what I've always done. And so, yeah, I know what you're saying on like burning the candle at both ends because I do find myself a little bit. <laughs> I love that I have a podcast called Me Time and I'm like, I've been lacking a little bit on the Me Time. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. So that was my 14 texts to you in a row. Yeah, no, that's okay. Going, um, what's going on? Are you okay? I so yeah, I'd for, say directing, and then I, I would love to do another show. I would really love to do another show. I think you um, would be an incredible director, and I think you'd be thanks. an even better producer. Thank you, Tim. I'm working on that. I have little little tings here and there, but we on strike, so like you know, it'll all pick up when there's a, a fair deal on the table, people. Yes, and how how great that you have um, that I've asked you this one particular question of what you want next because tomorrow, what did I talk to you about tomorrow at nine a.m. Can you say this for a second? Who are you? <laughs> no, what sorry, happened to my friend? T- we have switched roles. And now you're sending me Eclipse info for tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Manifestation, let's believe. Um, but, then what, but what's the, the follow-up statement? Not just the Eclipse information. To manifest what we want? Light my candles? What is it, Tim? It's a perfect uh, moment for manifestation. Oh. Yeah. Because tomorrow morning a, is, a, is a solar eclipse. Yes, it is, people. Oh, that's a great reminder. Thank you, Tim. I cannot believe I'm saying thank you for the reminder about the <laughs> eclipse tomorrow. <laughs> what is not, not, just, not just look at the eclipse, but 
You all, it's gone too far. And manifest. We've gone. I, I don't know what I did. Uh, uh, no. And the follow-up sentence is, my God, look what you've done to me. What have you done? Where's my friend? (laughs) No, I love it. And thank you for the reminder. It'll make me uh, quiet down and actually focus on it. And uh, I have some like work to do there. So like, I, it's actually good. I'm glad you asked me this question because sometimes I get so focused on one side that I forget these other things I kind of want to do. I'm so glad you're happy about that. Love it. I love it. I was going to okay. say, if there are any more, I can do one word answers. But uh, these are that, was my, that was actually my last question because I uh, feel like I've learned more about you, which makes I me incredibly happy. You've also given me some ideas for you because now I'm like, well, I, every single question you ask me, I want to be like, well, what was yours? What was that? What play do you want to do? All right, Tim. Right. Thank you. Thank you for my AMA. This was fun. Thank you so much for listening to Psychologists Are In, our AMA ask me ask Maggie anything. Next week, we'll do the ATA of ask Tim anything and or well, I will ask Tim anything. Please don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at psychologist pod. Same on our Twitter. Plus check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash psychologists are in for full video episodes of the pod and ad free apps. We will see you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.